Welcome to the Sales Talent Recruitment Podcast, brought to you by the Canadian Professional Sales Association. Dave, thank you so much for being on the CPSA Recruitment and Talent Podcast. Before we dive into the rest of the show, why don't you tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you do today? Well, thanks for having me, Kevin. I'm uh, the president of Sales Resource Group, and we're a consulting firm that has uh, been designing sales compensation programs and uh, specializing in sales force effectiveness for over 30 years. Uh, We are located in Canada, but we work globally. We look at how we can help uh, sales organizations to improve their sales execution and deliver uh, above average financial results. Excellent. And as I always like to, to joke about, Tongue in cheek. That's the, all that stuff, Dave, is way above my pay grade. So, <laughs> got it? All right. For sales professionals, team leaders, and organizations across the country, the Canadian Professional Sales Association is your partner in building knowledge and skills to improve sales performance. The CPSA is the advocate for excellence in sales. We invest resources in programming, curriculum development, and professional designations to help individuals and companies become more successful through effective sales. We connect employers and employees, business with academia, and the private sector with government to advance the sales profession and improve Canadian competitiveness. Learn more at cpsa.com. And remember to subscribe to the CPSA podcast through iTunes, Google Play, and more. So uh, listen, so let's, let's, let's dive in a little bit deeper then in that. So what truly motivates salespeople today in the enterprise? And does it vary industry by industry uh, or whether or not you're a B2C or a B2B company? Salespeople are, are always looking for opportunity. Today, that opportunity is really most organizations are focusing it on growth, uh, which includes both uh, new business or new logos, as well as revenue retention. Every individual and every organization is uh, a little bit different, though, because uh, what motivates one person may not motivate the other. And some people don't even need incentives to be motivated. But clearly, the right incentive plan does impact people's behavior. Uh, it focuses them on things that the company values and wants to pay them for. And it tells them where to put their uh, their effort and their time. You know, from a, a, a B2B or a B2C standpoint, uh, what we're seeing today is that most B2B organizations are focusing on uh, relationship development depth, uh, trying to get more intimacy with the customer, uh, but in a very different way. It used to be products and services and features and benefits now uh, it's focused more on a consultative type of approach, not just looking at, you know, what you have to offer them and whether or not you can bundle products, but it's looking at actually being more of a consultant uh, or a resource to the customer to help them identify what their needs are uh, using the expertise that you have in the industry. B2B on the other, or B2C rather, on the other hand, is more about uh, today about upselling or cross-selling. And we're seeing a shift in B2C towards uh, call center and online sales because I think buyer behavior is changing. And, uh, you know, the millennials are not just our newest salespeople. They're also our buyers. So they like to uh, they like to get their stuff online. A little bit more about B2B. Um, and I know this has been my experience as well, especially selling to the mid-market and, and the enterprise level that it's more, it is more of a team consultative approach too. So you may have a sales lead, right? That is responsible, but there's other players in the sales in, in arena, maybe uh, knowledge experts that you also bring in. It just depends on, again, what industry and, and 
in what you're selling per se, but I know in my experience in the software side, it is more of a, of a team sport. Definitely. And I'm seeing even in uh, enterprise uh, comp plans now, we're seeing uh, individual measures, but also team measures that recognize and reward, you know, those uh, support folks that are critical, whether it's, uh, uh, you know, somebody who's a proposal writer uh, that does a great job and helps you win more RFPs, uh, right down to, uh, you know, your highest uh, technical support uh, in terms of uh, people that are actually coming in to put the solution together. So let's talk about metrics then a little bit as it relates to putting together um, salary levels, comp plans, and bonuses. What what should be considered when putting all those plans together? And and do you base it on the total revenue that they should be generating for the company? What what, what are some of the best practices today? Well, market competitiveness is very important today. Uh, demographics are showing us there are fewer sale, people going into sales, uh, and they require, because of the uh, ethnic mix of the population, it requires sometimes people with specialized skills to focus on certain markets. But um, making sure that your people are, their total compensation is competitive in the marketplace uh, is absolutely uh, essential. Once a salesperson gets an offer, it's too late to uh, come back and, and counter offer. And I would say probably 80 to 90% of the time counter offers don't work because the uh, the expectation of the salesperson uh, in terms of their employment has already changed. Mm-hmm. We are seeing a, a move uh, not towards just revenue, but revenue with margin. So we're seeing sort of matrix type incentive plans where uh, it's a balance of optimizing the amount of volume and revenue you can generate, but making sure it's within the uh, margin requirements of the company so that it's they're uh, making the, the kinds of profits that they need in order to uh, reward stakeholders. Again, how you design the, the sales compensation program has a huge effect on your recruitment and the kind of talent that you uh, acquire. Let's talk a little bit more about those recommendations then. Um, you, you kind of just let, let into one, but what are maybe one or two more that relate to ensuring sales success and that top performers are also retained, which I know, you know that can be a high churn in the sales I, I, arena. I know in the HR and recruiting technology space that it, it tends to be a cycle with sales professionals from company to company. I see it all the time because I worked with many of these folks over the years too. So again, recommendations on on how you should base that success on and and try to ensure it. And then also, what about other non-monetary incentives? Number one, sales sales organizations are getting much more specific about the kind of roles. And clarity is absolutely essential to attract and retain uh, good salespeople. Very often, what we will see is that uh, recruiters will oversell the position And the person uh, is attracted, but once they get in there, they find it isn't exactly what the way it was portrayed to them. Um, And salespeople aren't known for the the greatest patience, so they're usually gone within a year. So making sure that there's clarity about what the expectations are in terms of delivering results and uh, the nature of the role and who they'll be working with and the kind of support that they'll have. These things are all uh, really important today, even more so than they were in the past, because uh, I think people today, uh, young salespeople especially coming into the field, if it's if it's not something that uh, motivates them, they don't stay long. Secondly, for top performers, um, there's there's sort of a rule of thumb. 
your top 20% is always going to be your top 20%. These are good salespeople who understand the market. They know how to sell. Um, and they're always going to be near or at the top. Your bottom 20%, uh, while they take up a lot of management time, it's not likely that they're going to get to uh, the, the levels of performance that are going to keep their employment long-term. It's the 60% in the middle that you can really influence, you can really move the needle with these folks. Um, especially, you know, you can't have all top performers. You want good, solid salespeople who um, are find it important to hit their numbers. Uh, they want to earn a good living. They support each other. They support management. Uh, these are uh, folks that you need in there, and you need to be able to identify the right kind of sales talent for that level. In order to retain the top salespeople, though, they need, uh, you need to increase the leverage in the, the reward system for them so that you can, when they do perform and when they do overachieve, there's clear differentiation between top performers and average performers. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest things that we hear all the time is, you know what, I work my tail off and I earn five or $10,000 more than somebody who's just putting time in. And top salespeople want to be paid relative to their peers in the industry. So it's important when you're looking at market data, both from offers as well as uh, compensation levels, you want to make sure that your your top people are paid like uh, top people in the industry. Now, the last piece that you mentioned around recognition, mm-hmm. um, we are seeing a uh, return to uh, president's clubs uh, for top performers and recognizing, you know, the kinds of performance that uh, – you know, is worthy of that kind of a, an expense. The ver- variety in terms of budgets for these kinds of um, recognition programs, though, are quite wide. They range in a, in um, a budget from maybe a thousand or two thousand dollars for pure recognition, uh, up to some organizations that will spend in the millions uh, to send their uh, top performing salespeople to some uh, exotic resort. Uh, the the thing you have to be careful though is as soon as we get hit with a recession, that's the first thing to go. It is. Yeah, <laughs> you are absolutely right. And since we've come out of the last uh, great recession, um, what I notice in, in at least again in, in the industry in the HR recruiting technology industry is that those have come back. Those presidents clubs, uh, some with a vengeance actually. So, but I agree with you that they they tend to go away immediately when things take a dive. The last thing I wanted to ask you, Dave, is. Just briefly, you know, what are some of the technologies and software platforms you recommend for rewards and recognition in the enterprise today for sales individuals? When I look at um, technology to support sales, Salesforce has become such a powerhouse and it's not by accident. It's a great platform. And uh, Exactly Corporation uh, is an organization that I've uh, seen and I've worked in projects where they've uh, their software has been implemented, and it is outstanding. Uh, it has a uh, the ability to accurately track uh, and uh, calculate incentives so that salespeople have real-time access to their performance, uh, and sales managers have uh, the information they need to be able to coach and mentor. A lot of other uh, platforms out there tend to be uh, very high-priced, and I, I've haven't seen the delivery uh, out of that that investment. So uh, if I have a choice, it's probably exactly. 
Thank you for listening to the Sales Talent and Recruitment Show. Learn more about the training and benefits from the Canadian Professional Sales Association at cpsa.com.